They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts So you about to feel pain, and I gotta do work God said I gotta do work, cause it's off with the name Savage Truth, Savage Truth It's the Savage Truth, the Savage Truth Welcome to the Savage Truth, and this is your host, Roy Dockery. Um, and so this is the Savage Truth Network. We're going to be coming out with some more and some new videos, but uh, going to have to switch it up just a little bit, just because from a time and focus perspective, there's certain things I want to talk about, and there's only so many hours of the day. So what I thought I would do was I have a lot of conversations with my mentees, with my employees, with, with colleagues, with coworkers, with people that I coach um, about leadership. So what I'm going to do instead of making a bunch of LinkedIn posts or making courses or setting up Patreon communities that you can pay for to participate, since God gives freely, I will give freely. So what we're going to do is walk through what I'm going to call the Savage Truth Leadership Lab. So I'm going to break down very specific topics within leadership um, that I think are ways that you can be successful, whether as an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur. No one really talks about entrepreneurship because everybody wants to sell you their, their course on entrepreneurship. But we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and, um, and intrapreneurship and entrepreneurship and what's required to be successful at both. Um, and to me, I think it's the same thing and it's authenticity. So Leadership Lab is going to be coming. We'll have more episodes, more information, things dropping from the Savage Truth Network. So today we're going to get into the first topic from leadership. When it comes to leadership, I think to be successful in leadership, to find balance, to find peace, and to find fulfillment in leadership, one of the most foundational things that you need as a leader is love. And I know it might sound kind of touchy-filly or, or gushy, but I'm not talking about love that's infatuation. I'm not talking about puppy love. I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about almost like an agape type of love um, where it's like an unconditional type of love. And and to make it simple, right, because I know I have people that watch uh, my videos and follow our channel from a variety of backgrounds, I'm just going to design, I'm going to, I'm going to define love as my desire for the best in somebody else's life. Like that, that is, that is, that is love. Like that's love to me. And when I say the best, I'm not talking about the best material thing, the best financial, but I'm talking about you want someone to live a full balanced and healthy life. And that's love to me, right? So, you know, and everybody knows the the the, the scripture or the saying that everyone, you know, love your neighbor, right? Um, or do unto others the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So for me, the, the fundamental thing that we have to understand as leaders is that we have to love the people who choose to follow us. We have to love the people who are assigned to follow us. We have to love the people who are required to follow us which means we have to want the best for them, right? And then how you lead is going to be reflective of the fact that you want the best for those around you. And the interesting thing that gets confused sometimes with love, especially in religious circles or even sometimes in relationship, there's a difference between love and like. So to give you an example, I love people, but I do not like most people. I don't kind of like people in general. I don't like being around crowds of people. I don't, right? I don't like random compliments from people. Like there's a lot of stuff about people that just kind of throw me off, but I love people, right? Like, and it doesn't mean I want to spend a lot of time around them. I'm an introvert. I get re-energized by being alone, by spending time with God, by reflecting on my faith and my family and my thoughts. That's where I get energized from. People 
drain my energy. They pull from me. I don't get filled um, by most people, right? So I get filled by my family. I get filled by my children. Um, but more than like more than anything, I get filled by my relationship with God. So in that, I think there's a distinct difference because even a lot of times in professional settings, we tend to lead those that we like well, and we tend to lead those that we dislike poorly, which creates toxic cultures, which creates inequality, which creates a lack of inclusion, which creates a lack of diversity. So what I'm telling you is that if you choose to love everybody, whether you like them or not, whether you agree with them or not, whether your political views are aligned, whether your religious views are aligned, whether your professional views are aligned, it doesn't matter because at work and in an environment where you're trying to produce an outcome, what matters is the outcome, right? What matters is the outputs and how you get there, right? You can't manipulate and abuse employees just to hit numbers because the long-term output of that, the long-term outcome of that is not going to be success. It's going to be attrition. It's going to be um, negativity within the culture. It's going to be stress. It's going to be burnout. It's going to be resignation and ultimately lead to organizational failure. But if love is your key principle, and I know, again, I know some people are like, oh, this feels, this feels weird because a lot of us don't attribute the word love to work. We attribute the word love to relationship. We attribute the word love to romanticism. We attribute the word love even sometimes to our religion. But to me, love is the way that we're supposed to engage with the rest of community. I see a lot of people or even engage with the rest of humanity. I see more people who will talk about love in relation to their animals, then they talk about love in relation to people, to like other people, their employees, their co-workers, um, sometimes their own family, their children. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and I just want you to take some time to explore it, to think about it, and to understand it. So as we go into the Leadership Lab, I'm trying to keep most of these videos at less than 10 minutes, but I want to lay out very simplistic um, kind of practical applications. And so a practical way to, to look at love in the workplace, to look at love as a leader um, is the same way that you would look at it with a relative, the same way that you would look at it maybe with a child, the same way you may look at it with a spouse, but it's wanting the best for them, right? It's not always mean to terminate an employee. It's not always done out of anger. I've terminated employees out of love because their job was impacting their marriage, right? Their, their, um, their rotational on-call, travel responsibilities, um, the demands, the stresses of the job. I've terminated people who have later reached back out to me and said, thank you, because me terminating them or eliminating their employment created an opportunity for them to actually go do something that allowed them to have a better impact, impact in their overall life, right? If I love you, I want you to have an impact that's fulfilling to you, not just something that's hitting my bottom line. If I love you, I want to help you achieve your goals and your dreams, even if that means a lateral move outside of my organization, a vertical move where you might get promoted or created, get an opportunity that's higher than what I've accomplished, or if I've got to help you find another job within the industry or in another industry so you can fully utilize your skills and capabilities. Because people who know that you care, and we talk about care a lot in corporate America, and I think it's just a substitution for love. Like People who think you care about them will run through a brick wall for you, right? Like when people think you care about their well-being, their family, their mental health, um, their, their, their personal goals and ambitions, they show up ready for you 100% every day. It doesn't take a lot of prodding. It doesn't take a lot of, um, you know, a lot of incentivizing. They just come in ready to do what they want to do. But it's not really care that people are responding to, in my opinion. It's love. People know 
when they're considered. People know when they're valued. And I'm saying that those aren't just basic corporate principles. That's not just empathy. It's within our human nature and our desire to love each other. And if we if we pour into that, if we lean into that, it actually make us, makes us stronger as leaders. It doesn't make us weak. Because loving you does not mean I accept your shortcomings and your, and your lack of performance. Loving you does not mean that I promote you into something that you're not ready for. Loving you does not mean that I just compensate you wildly because you have ambitions or financial goals that you want to achieve. That's not what love is. Love is wanting the best for you. And it's balanced. Sometimes a promotion isn't ready. You're not ready for a promotion right now. Sometimes um, you're not ready for additional finances right now. Sometimes this new job could actually exacerbate your financial position or exacerbate issues you're having in your marriage, right? So loving somebody means that you want the best for them. But the one challenge for leaders when it comes to love is that to love somebody, you have to know them. You have to know what drives them. You have to know what motivates them. You have to know what they care about. You have to know um, what, what pushes and pulls them in different directions. And that requires time. So as a leader who's committed to loving people, that will, and I guarantee you it'll get you the best outcomes that you could desire, it's going to require time. So take the time to get to know your people. That's why it's important for organizations not to have one leader with 30 employees, Right. I always say this. Jesus only had 12 disciples and you try to have 37 direct reports. Don't do it to yourself. Learn your employees so that you know how to love them so that they can be successful and get you the outcomes that you need. That's lesson one for the Savage Truth Leadership Lab. Um, I hope you take some of that stuff away and go run with it today. It's a challenge, but I guarantee you to make a difference. So God bless you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Pastor Roy. Peace out. Somebody, somebody. Whether I seem 